0: Hi, guys. Welcome back to my so-called midlife podcast. I am Jennifer, and this is episode 47. Update. Gracie update. Things are okay. She's hanging in there. I'm the one who's paranoid and upset and worried because now that I Know all the signs that I should be looking for, you know, like all the things that the vet told me I should be watching for as far as decline. I feel like I'm starting to see them and I don't know if I'm really seeing them, like they're really happening, or if I'm just so paranoid that I think I'm seeing them and they're not really happening. I mean, she sleeps a lot, but that's not anything new. You know, some days she eats great, some days, not so great, but again, that's not anything new. So, um and one thing I did notice is she is drinking water, that she's not going to her water bowl as often, but if I bring her her water bowl, then she'll drink it. So I have to remember, um, you know, several times a day that if I notice that she's not drinking any water to bring her her water bowl and and she drinks it. Um, I've also been sleeping downstairs with her for the past week because I don't want to leave her. So she is tolerating the constant annoying companions of Oliver and me. <laughs> she doesn't seem all that bothered by it, but Oliver has been very snugly with his big sister. So um, normally she'd get a little grumpy, but to, it doesn't seem to be bothering her lately. So, you know, I think we're just uh we're all just mind to spend as much time together as we can. And uh there is some good news though. Um for the first time since I think 2019 I bought plane tickets. So I will be flying at in December, um, beginning of December going to Las Vegas. One of my nieces is getting married and we are all very excited and they're going to fly to Las Vegas to uh, see her get married. And I'm really excited because again, this is the first time I'm not crazy about flying, but I, I will fly to go see my family because I haven't seen them in, well, at that time, it'll be more than, um, it'll be more than three years since I have seen my family. So looking very forward to that and, uh, Looking forward to going to Las Vegas, too. I, I haven't been to Las Vegas in, in 10 years, so, you know, I'll be with my family, so it doesn't really matter where we are, but it, it will be fun to go to Las Vegas for a few days. Match update? There's nothing new. It's the same update as last week. If you're wondering how it's going, just listening to, listen to last week's episode. Uh, by the time you guys hear this, I'll be off the app. So, yeah, the it, the subscription will have expired again. TV podcast recommendations. I watched a really good show this week on Disney Plus called The Mysterious Benedict Society. I've actually uh, known this was coming out because I follow Tony Hale on Instagram. I love Tony Hale. I just find him to be just a very sweet and delightful human being. So uh, I've known it was coming out. It's based on... um, a children's book series by the same name, which I had never heard of. So it's a children's show, but it's so good. It's it's really good. And it it kind of sounds like Harry Potter, but it's like Harry Potter without the magic. So it's a group of orphans who are recruited based on their extraordinary gifts to help an eccentric benefactor with a secret mission. And the kids are really cute, and the story is very good. It's very well told. Again, like I told you, I love Tony Hale. If you don't know who Tony Hale is, go watch Veep or Arrested Development, and you will see why I love him so very much. He was also the voice of Forky in Toy Story 2. If that doesn't convince you, I have nothing else to say. I also watched a movie on Netflix called Fatherhood, stars kevin hart it's based on a true story i liked it was it the best movie i've ever seen no was it sweet and funny and you know just a nice way to pass an evening definitely you know if you're looking for something that just you know will kind of make you feel good at the end but isn't going to require a whole lot of brain power while you're watching it you'll like it it's good fatherhood Kevin Hart, Netflix. Check it out. And also just a quick update on The Good Fight. I think when I recommended this one, I had only watched season one. I might have just started watching season two. Season three got very weird. I I am still watching it. But it was like, all of a sudden, there were like these weird musical interludes, like schoolhouse rock style, they made no sense. I I don't even know, like they weren't like integral to the, to the story that was being told. There was no point to them whatsoever. It was very like, are the writers having an acid trip? What is happening? But, you know, just as bad as that, it got very, very political because the time that season three aired, that was during the uh, last presidential election. And yeah, it, uh, if that's not your thing, I wouldn't suggest watching this. But honestly, if I didn't watch anything political, I wouldn't be able to watch probably 85% of TV or movies. So I just ignore most of it, you know. Um, Yeah, so I powered through season three and most of season four. It got better towards the end of season four, but I'm on season five now, which just started. So season five is the current season. It's only a few episodes out. I'm going to stick with it. I'll see. I mean, if it goes off the rails again, then no guarantees. But so far, I'm going to stick with it. See how it goes no new podcast recommendations this week. I've been kind of busy. So I've actually even fallen behind on my um, the podcasts that I regularly listen to. So, But I am going to try um, in the next couple of weeks. I'm going to try to find some new podcasts that I like that I can recommend to you guys and uh, get back to doing that segment. So all right, guys, now that you're all caught up on my week, let's get into this week's topic. We're back. So this week, I had a little trouble coming up with a topic. And I was going through like several in my head, and and I would you know, kind of start to think about them, try to develop them more. Some of them I even got so far as to um, go on Google and start doing research for them. And every time I would just get like so far in and it was like, uh, I don't want to, you know, I kept going through these different topics. You know, did I want to talk about Brittany and what she's going through? And yeah, I do want to talk about Brittany, but when I started researching, there was so much stuff I mean, this conservatorship has been going on uh like a decade so and I had so many thoughts, and it was just I got like so overwhelmed with it. But I do have thoughts on Brittany. The statements that were released from from the t- trial hearing the other day why were only her statements released? I mean, they were disturbing, to say the least, what what she has had to go through, what her day-to-day life is like because of this conservatorship. And it was really sad to hear, but again, why only her side? And why not the other side? I haven't heard or seen any statements that were made by her father, the person running the conservatorship. So I, I don't know. I I wonder if they were trying to, I don't know. I don't know what they were trying to do, but it seems weird to me that only her side was released. And then I saw the other day that there was some nine one one call that she made the night before, which to me seems like they were trying to reinforce the fact that, you know, she's a little unstable. I I don't know, but. I, I would like to know, like, Why, why do celebrities think that when something happens to another celebrity, that they, that the world is waiting for their opinion, right? I, nobody is, nobody's waiting for my opinion, which is why ultimately I decided not to do the topic of Britney this week. But Christina Aguilera, Iggy Azalea, no one cares what you think. Justin Timberlake, you can take a seat too. You guys broke up 20 years ago and you treated her terribly after you broke up. Nobody, nobody cares what you think. You're a dirtbag. And then I started thinking, okay, well, all right, so I'm not going to talk about Brittany, but then what am I going to talk about? Am I going to talk about past trauma? I thought about doing... The podcast, you know, topic of the art of lying, or maybe the joy of that new relationship smell. But every time I would start to do research on whatever topic, I would just end up in the same place. I kind of just would find myself muttering, "Oh, who cares?" And this is not me, because the usual answer to "Who cares is, "I do." I care. I care too much. But this week, I think what I was feeling was apathy. And that's not not a go-to emotion for me, not at all. And I started to kind of think more and more about it. And I was like, why does apathy get such a bad rap? I mean, if you really think about it, Think of all you could accomplish if you weren't so wrapped up in your feelings or someone else's feelings. Yeah. You're cut off in traffic. Who cares? Maybe they're in a hurry, right? In a rush to get home to their kids. Your travel mug leak and you spill coffee all over yourself right before you're walking out the door on your way to work. Yeah. You didn't really like that shirt anyway. Caring less. Makes life easier. So, what if everyone thinks you're an unfeeling robot? It's only because they care. Research shows that being exposed to someone showing apathy actually increases your motivation to complete a task. So, see, apathy actually can be considered a gift to your fellow humans, giving them more commitment to complete their tasks. Truth is, this week, it's not apathy that I'm feeling. That would have been easy. I'm actually just so overwhelmed with every emotion that I think I just kind of was numb. And I realized I feel stuck just with everything going on with Gracie And all of that being out of my control, you guys know I'm a control issue, you know, I'm a control freak, I have control issues, dealing with something this big that is completely out of my control, I'm not doing well with, I'm trying, but I'm struggling. And, you know, I've been thinking about this, and I've been praying about it, and I've been, you know... Just trying to sort of work my way through everything that I'm feeling because you know we we all know what happens when you ignore your feelings. So I'm trying to to let myself feel them. And I saw this maybe about a week ago. I'm on Instagram, guys. If you think you don't get messages, check your Instagram. You do get messages. So I'm on my Instagram. And I see this meme and it's like um, a little kid holding like a, a ratty old beat up teddy bear, you know, just a small little teddy bear. And then God is standing in front of the little kid and behind his back, he has a giant, beautiful, brand new teddy bear. And he's, kind of holding out his hand to take the ratty one so that he can exchange it for the big beautiful one. And the little kid is not wanting to let the ratty one go because, well, yeah, it's worn. And yeah, maybe it's past its prime, but I love it. And I don't know what you're going to trade me for. And what if you're trading me for something that I'm going to hate? What if I'm going to let this go and something worse is going to come along? And I'm kind of looking at the meme and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's cute. And then a few days later, I had a dream that I was outside, I was standing outside of my home and a tornado was coming. I could see it, tornado was coming. And I wasn't afraid. What I was thinking was, oh, I gotta, it's gonna take all my stuff. And as the tornado started to come closer, more and more of my stuff around me started to get sucked up by the tornado. And I was trying to hold on to it, right? <clears throat> so I'm grabbing stuff and holding stuff and kind of running around my yard. And and then I look around and, and all my stuff has been sucked up into this tornado. And there's only me left. And I'm kind of like holding on to the fence so I don't get sucked up into the tornado. And I woke up and I was like, <laughs> I wasn't upset. I wasn't disturbed by the dream, I was kind of like, oh, okay, God, I got it. And I realized that for so long, I have been trying and begging and pleading and asking for God to remove things from my life, things, people, feelings, past trauma, whatever, baggage, from my life that is not serving me currently, or is not part of my you know, plan that He has for me moving forward, begging Him to take this from me. And God finally said to me, I'm happy to take it, but you gotta let go first, right? I mean, <laughs> if I'm holding on to it with a death grip, there's very little He can do. To take it from me, right? There is still free will here, right? I, I have to let it go. So that's what I have to work on. You know, I, I feel like I'm doing the same thing, like I'm just holding on to these old, tired things, people, beliefs, because even though I am well aware that they are not working for me. You know, they're old, they're beat up, they're dingy, worn out. I'm familiar with them and I'm making do with them, you know, telling myself that they're better than nothing, right? Because if I, if I let go of all of that, what's going to come in and fill all that space? And I keep saying I want something different, but I'm not making any room in my life for anything new because I'm holding on to all this old crap. And it finally hit me. Turns out I'm an emotional hoarder. I hold on to situations and feelings, not because I need them, but because I don't know how to let them go. In some situations, I don't want to let them go, right? I'm just going to be honest with you because I don't want to let them go because it feels like if I do, there's guilt and shame associated with some of them. And and it feels like if I do, I'm somehow absolving myself from all of that guilt and shame. And I think deep down inside, I don't deserve to be Absolved from it, and there's a lot of stuff, and i i'm I'm, t- I'm almost to the point where i am going to be able to talk to you guys about it, but in this last year, there's been many times that I there's a couple of specific instances instances in my past that I've been wanting to talk to you about, but I'm just not there yet, you know i'm I'm not ready to to publicly share them, but um, I'm working on it. So hopefully in the coming episodes, I'll get there and you'll know because I'll tell you, this is what I didn't want to tell you, but so I'm struggling with that, you know, just that, the, the guilt, the shame, and I don't. Like I said, I don't know what I'll be left with. It feels like if I give it all up, I'm just going to have like a giant pit of nothing. And it's tricky because I'm aware that I need to let them go, and I can't. And I just I know part of the reason, but I don't know all of it. And and in order to release it, I have to understand why I'm holding on to it. it, it do I think I don't deserve better? Is it some sort of, you know, karmic punishment that I keep putting myself through? Fear? I, I mean, all of the above? I don't know. So I, this week, I've just been kind of asking myself, why? And there's an old saying that says, why is a crooked letter? And that just means, of course, that the answer to why is usually, it's complicated. There is no one specific situation, you know, or feeling or whatever that I can tie to something and say, okay, I get it. This is why I'm holding on to it. Now I can let it go. You know, it's, it's twisty and, and complicated. And I'm trying to kind of get in there and, and untwist things and untangle things. But it's painful, right? Because it means I gotta take stuff out and look at it again. And I don't want to. <laughs> it's like I wanna I wanna just put it in that box and shove it away. And yeah, I still know I have it. And yes, I'm still responsible for it. And yes, it still causes me pain, but I don't want to look at it and I don't want to get rid of it. And you know, thinking about it is painful and it's embarrassing. And It's shameful, but I still hold on to it tight and I realized it's almost become like a security blanket. Like part of me says it's okay to hold on to it because, you know, it was a terrible situation and I don't ever want to repeat it. And if I hold on to this pain, then that will keep me from repeating it. But again, you guys know. I have control issues. That's not about me preventing pain. That's about me thinking I can control the pain, which is ironic because there's no control there, right? Holding onto something painful to prevent it from happening again just keeps you in the pain. It keeps you stuck to the past and tied to it. Not only makes you unhappy in your present, and moving forward if you don't learn how to let go of it. When I was doing the research this week, you know, I was reading all of these articles of letting go, and uh, I was just, you know, trying to find out again why I'm doing this. Why am I holding on to it? And I saw this article that said, sometimes we hold on to pain because it makes us feel special, makes us feel unique. And this one kind of stopped me in my tracks. And I was like, what? Why would I want to feel special because of something painful in my past? But I couldn't deny that it struck a chord. Something about that, how painful as that realization was, still felt familiar. I don't think anyone does this on purpose. You know, we, we've learned to base who we are on past experiences, among other things. When you let your past dictate your value, you sabotage your potential. And as a result, you lock yourself into your own prison. And some people get used to that prison. And they think that prison makes them special. Knowing what to expect, even if it means suffering, can give you a sense of security. But guess what? No one's pain is unique. Someone, somewhere, at some time, has gone through the exact same pain as you. Instead of using your pain to feel special and unique and set you apart from people, find comfort in that you're never in that pain alone. When you use your pain, your painful experience to set yourself apart from others, it just leaves you alone in your pain. Now, I keep asking for change, and it turns out I'm the one not changing. I need an emotional purge. I need a detox, like a, a literal cleansing of emotions, people, things that are essentially poisoning my present. And going through this, this emotional detox, it's going to suck you kind of have to look at everything that brings up negative feelings and you have to examine the pain. You have to let yourself feel it, the shame, the embarrassment. It's gross. It's just going to be awful. <laughs> but just like when you do, you know, a health cleanse or juice cleanse or whatever, the process sucks. But once you get to the other side, you do feel better. And no matter what your beliefs, whether it's God, spirit, universe, or whatever you call your greater power, the goal of this time on earth, I believe, is to leave it at a higher vibration than the one you came in with, right? It's a—it's growth. its It's spiritual, emotional, and intellectual growth. And you can't grow if you're holding on to past pain. Right? It's, like, it's like me trying to hold on to all my possessions in the, during the tornado. It's impossible. And so now it's about detachment. And there's this Buddhist saying that says that the root of all suffering is attachments. When you allow a painful experience to attach itself to, you bind yourself to an endless loop of pain. And we as humans, we're not meant to be unchanging and stagnant. We are meant to grow. And although we can, it can feel like we're the same person, you know, that we were five years ago, there is in fact nothing in all the science studies that support that. Our bodies, our minds, our consciousness even is in a constant state of flux. If the only constant in the universe is change, then by attaching yourself to something, you're trying to control and make that something fixed. Buddhism tells us that when we do this, suffering will follow because we're going against the constant flux of the universe, right? We're we're trying to, you know, go against the tide. We're making things way harder for ourselves than we need to. And it's not just emotions. I've noticed this pattern in my life of whenever I attach myself to material things, they're taken away from me. Whether I am holding on to something because I think it's prestigious or special or it sets me apart from something, I guarantee you I will lose it, it will be stolen, or it'll be damaged anything that any material possession that I've ever owned that I assigned some sort of importance or prestige to has been taken from me. I need to start over. I need to work on releasing and detaching from things, emotions, people, trauma that just does not serve me in my current life. I don't want to move forward with all this crap. In fact, I can't move forward with all of this crap. I need to let go of expectations based on past experience. Because this kind of keeps me stuck. I was talking to my sister the other day and I was just telling her like, I don't trust my choices in men. I make terrible choices with men. And that's not untrue. But it gives me very little confidence in myself in choosing the next guy. And that's keeping me stuck. I need to let go of the past bad relationships and how they turned out. Because just because those didn't work out, doesn't mean the next one won't. Or if the next one doesn't work out, it's not because the, the other's also didn't, right? I mean, they're not connected. And letting go of that expectation of meeting, you know, the one great true love of my life, it allows all love to come in, all sources of love. So maybe the next guy I meet isn't the love of my life. Maybe he's just a really great friend. That's okay. That's just love in a different form. But love in any form is still love. I used to think that what I needed was a clean slate. You know, just erase everything and begin again. In fact, I used to pray for that. Just, God, please, I just want to start over. That's a nice idea. It's not possible. You can't just erase your past. but. That doesn't mean you have to be ruled by it. All right, guys, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. Thanks so much for coming back for episode 47. Don't forget, join the Facebook group, my so-called midlife podcast, and like the Facebook page, my so-called midlife podcast. Follow me on Instagram at JennyJoy316. If you like the podcast, tell your friends and then tell them to listen. Second part, that's the important part. If you have questions or topic suggestions, you can email me at my so-called midlife podcast at gmail.com. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Love you. Bye.